Hello, hello. Mm. Are you ready for a fill-in? A soul fill-in? A spark that will ignite you today? Mm. The Word of God and the Spirit of God is ready. I want you to hear this song. Yeah, there's always a steeple in some... Mm. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Ooh. Come on. What we need is a soul. A feeling station. Yes. Oh, yes. 24 hours a day. This is the Hensons, if you don't know who they are. High octane. Yeah, glory to God. Are you ready, church? Mm. Come on. Hey, we'll come back to some more of that in a little bit. We'll come back, but there is a lot of truth in that song. You know, there's a lot of buildings that have a steeple on them. There's a lot of people that are speaking and 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 reading and, and doing all those things, but there is no power of God that differentiates them from anyone else. And I want you to know something today. If you have the power of God in your life, you're going to be different. You're not going to be just like the world. You're not going to walk just like the world. You're not going to look just like the world. You're going to be filled with his spirit and power. I want to take you to John chapter three, verse three, very familiar passage, but here Jesus is speaking to a man named Nicodemus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of denominations and a lot of groups that argue about what he means by being born again. What did Jesus mean, born of the water and born of the Spirit? Oh, we have a lot of different ideas, but I'll, I want to tell you something. It answers itself. Jesus was talking to him and, and Nicodemus knew exactly what he was talking about. He said, hey, can a man go back into his mother's womb and be born of the water that breaks when a woman is born? Jesus looked at him and just shook his head. I want you to know something. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and if the Holy Spirit isn't leading you, you don't understand the things of God. Jesus looked and, and, and listen, at the time, there was a man named John the Baptist and he was baptizing people unto repentance through water baptism. Ooh, water baptism, born of the water and born of the spirit. I want you to know something. You gotta be born of the water. That means there's gotta be a repentance. Before you can know God, before you can experience God, before you can have God in your life, before you can be filled with the spirit, you must repent. You must repent from what? From your sin, from your nature, 
This isn't optional. This isn't something that, that we can ignore or reinvent. You know, today, nobody's repenting in churches. There's a lot of people who are sorry. There's a lot of people who want to add Jesus to their life. There's a lot of people who come along and say, hey, this is good. I want to join the club. But folks, this isn't joining the club. This is dying to self. This is saying, I am a sinner far from Jesus. I need a savior. I need the blood of Jesus to wash my sins away. You got to be sorry for your sins and turn away from them. You must die to this world. You got to die to this self. Jesus said, you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And after you die to this world and this self, then you got to rise up again anew in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But that's not enough. You must be born of the spirit. You got to be born of the flesh. You got to be born of the spirit. You got to be born of the water and of the spirit. Flesh gives way to flesh and spirit gives way to spirit. That's what it says in verse six. We can put our trust in the blood of Jesus. That blood washes us, takes away every sin and it brings us into the kingdom of God. But folks, I'm here to tell you today, you need more than that. You need the Holy Spirit living in your life. Oh, but doesn't, doesn't the Spirit come in when I get saved? You know what? Throughout the Bible, I see this definite work of the Holy Spirit coming upon people. I see that they need it renewed in their life over and over. Let me give you an illustration with the birth of a child. A child is satisfied. An embryo is, is, is satisfied to live in his mother's womb. That's all he knows. He is inside the water in his mother's womb, and he's happy. He has no knowledge of what is on the outside. He's safe and secure. He's alive in there. The child is born of the water, but when that mom's water breaks and that child is born, he is born into a new world. He is born into to, to so much more than what he had inside that womb. This is much like the Christian's birth of repentance. But I want you to know something, inside that womb, that baby is not complete. That baby has, is not lived to his potential. That baby has never taken a breath. He breathes water. Think about this. And then when he comes out, the doctor smacks that baby on the rear end and that baby takes the breath for the very first time. His lungs fill with air. And life, real life, overcoming life begins. When you are born of the Spirit, life begins in Christ. Oh, I know you're saved. I know you've been repented of your sins and I know the blood has washed you, but there is something more. And this is what I want you to get today. There is something more than that dead religion. We must be born of the Spirit. This typifies a regeneration and a power. Repentance brings us into a new relationship with God. The Holy Spirit empowers to live a new life in God, to be sons and daughters of the Most High God, to be heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Like the breath that that baby takes that fills his lungs, the Holy Spirit comes in and fills us and empowers us. That's what it means to be born again, to come into a new life. The Holy Spirit baptism isn't so we can speak in tongues. Listen to me. 
Acts 2, 1 and 4, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yeah, they spoke in tongues. But there was, those tongues were just a, a signet. That was just something that happened because they were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. They were all filled. God broke through the heavens, riding on the wind, and endued his people with power. It came upon them like a rushing mighty wind. The atmosphere of the room changed. Child of God, the whole atmosphere of the city changed that day. Jerusalem, the city that had been crying out, crucify him, crucify him at Jesus just a a, a few weeks earlier. Those people were now rushing to the scene of where God's church was filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter, the coward of the crucifixion, was now boldly proclaiming Jesus Christ and him crucified, boldly proclaiming repentance to the crowd. What power! What a feeling. The city began to cry out, what must we do to be saved? And 3,000 people were saved that day. Do you want to see a revival? You want to see a revival in your church? Do you want to see a revival in your community, in your family, in your home, in your town, in your city, in your state? Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the power of God begin to manifest in your church and watch the people come running. Let me bring you up to this passage. I want to read Acts 4 just a little bit, but let me bring you up to it. After the day of Pentecost, where 3,000 people were saved. I want you to notice something there on that 3,000 people. First, there was one, Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost. Then there were 120 filled with the Holy Ghost. Then in the upper room, after the upper room, there became 3,000 people filled with the Holy Ghost. And after that, people were added to the church daily, filled with the Holy Ghost. John and Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, walked up to the gate beautiful and saw the lame man laying there. And they they, they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Oh, glory to God. Such as I have give I unto you. What did they have? They had Jesus Christ. They had the Holy Spirit. They had God himself living in their souls. Such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they preached to the crowd that day and they were arrested. (laughs) I want you to know something. Religious people don't like the Holy Ghost. Religious people don't like the move of God. They don't like it to mess up their Sunday service. They don't like it to mess up their crowd. They don't like people to get to preaching on repentance. They don't want to tell those people that are going out drinking they can't drink. They don't want to tell the homosexuals that they need to change their ways. They don't want to tell the adulterers they need to change their ways. They don't want to tell the gossipers they need to change their ways. They don't want to tell the liars they need to change their ways. Let me tell you something. Every one of those things is an abomination to God. Not just one of them. Church, we need to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost and preach repentance and being born again in the spirit of the living God. They were threatened and told not to preach this stuff anymore. 
And then Peter and John join the church and they begin to pray. Now, I want to read Acts 4.29. This is the prayer of the persecuted church. This is the prayer of the church on the brink of revival. That's in the midst of revival. This is the prayer that God's church needs to pray today. And now, Lord, this is in Acts 4.29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness, say it again, boldness, Say it again, boldness. I want to have a Holy Ghost boldness. Why? That I may speak your word, that I might prophesy, that I might dig in, I might begin to speak the truth under the lies of the world, that they may, that boldness, they, they may speak thy word by stretching forth your hand to heal. Whose hand? That your, that your servants with all boldness may speak your word and stretch forth your hand to heal. Whose hand was it? It was God's hand. But wait a minute. Whose hand was being laid on that forehead? Whose hand was touching that crippled leg? It was Peter and Paul and John. It was the children of God. It was Stephen. Folks, God wants to, your hand belongs to God when you're sold out to him and you're born again and filled with the power of God. He says, by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. You catch that? They didn't say, Lord, send the Holy Ghost. They didn't say, Lord, send a, 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 a big, huge gust of wind. Send the power. No, they said, Lord, let us speak with boldness. Lord, let us lay our hands on the sick. Lord, send the signs and wonders by the name of Jesus. Stretch forth your hand in our hand. And what happened? God filled them once again with the Holy Ghost. You want, I want you to note that they needed more. They had just been filled with the Holy Ghost a few weeks earlier, a few days earlier. They were in the upper room, but now they're saying, Lord, we need some more. We need more boldness. We need to be able to do what you've called us to do. And they got a fresh filling. If you are being poured out today, you need to be refilled. You got to get down on your knees and begin to pray, God, I got a work to do for you. I got a word to speak for you. I got a prophetic word that needs to come forth. Your power is going to be commensurate with the amount of time that you spend with God in prayer. The amount of time you spend with God in his word. The filling was in response to the asking, not asking for more of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit doesn't come to give us more spirit. He comes to bring us gifts to fill us with power. They were asking for boldness, healing, signs and wonders. When we are born again, we are born into a kingdom that is not of this earth. Glory to God. Let me tell you today, child of God, you're born. You're born of repentance. You're born into the kingdom. But be born of the Spirit. Today, we've relegated the Spirit to a feeling, to an unction, to something that kind of moves on us once in a while, to something that tells us what's right and wrong. And yes, He does all those things, but He is so much more. We are not born of this earth, we are born into a kingdom of power that I might know 
the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. We are born to greater things, greater giftings. We are born to expand our borders that revival might flow. We are born to more, more, more of Christ, more. I want to be filled. If you're going to a church that's dead, you need to get into one that's filled. You need to get on your face and say, Lord, fill me. I remember the story of a, of a man I knew who was a, a Holy Ghost preacher. He was in a church. I won't say what denomination. You can figure that out yourself. But he got to praying at his kitchen table and said, Lord, I want what you say that I can have. I want what you said I could have in your word. If this is real, give it to me. And there in his kitchen table, he was filled with the spirit to overflowing, begin to speak in tongues. He got up the next Sunday and he began to preach. He preached with authority, with anointing. After church, a bunch of his elders came around him and said, hey, what happened to you? What's going on? There's something different about you. That Sunday night, he went back to church. He preached again. And this time they gathered around him and said, wait, you tell us what's going on. There is something going on. And you know what? That man had to resign his church because they would not accept the power of the Holy Ghost. They would not accept the power of the gifts. They were afraid of it. Oh, they wanted to be forgiven of their sins. They just didn't want the anointing that God sends through the power of his spirit. You must be born again. And Jesus said you had to be born of the spirit. I want you to know something today. Heaven has invaded earth. Heaven has come down to live in the souls of men. We are chosen instruments of God, of God's presence and God's power. There is much to do, souls to rescue. Are you ready? Are you ready today? I'm ready. Hey, let's go out and listen to some of that soul-filling station. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's a lot of big churches that are dead. Oh, yeah. Hey. If you start preaching repentance and people leave your church, you're not preaching the right stuff. Start preaching repentance. Come on. Woo! Is a soul. Come on. Feeling station. Yeah. Fill me with your spirit. As we go out today, will you pray that right now? Lord, fill me with your spirit. Glory to God. I'm praying for you. I want to hear the wind clap as the Spirit fills you. Glory. <laughs>